May God bless you all. I send you a very affectionate greeting, a greeting full of joy and of advice that we must continue steadfast and forward as the hymn that we sang earlier today. We must continue forward because our enemy is always roaming to destroy our spiritual life and to steal our blessings. So we must continue forward in the Lord. And when we give God thanks, well, we give the Lord thanks for everything that we receive from him, all of his benefits and his promises. And also because he is with us, he takes us by the hand. So we thank the Lord today and we are here honoring and glorifying the Lord. And you are there seated, however you feel comfortable. We're going to sing to the Lord and my helpers, if they can please stand with me. And we're going to sing to the Lord the hymn that we sing with our natural instrument that we have that God has given us. And above all, of course, with our heart. And so with great joy, we sing to the Lord. And the Lord knows that everything that we do, we do to please him, to honor him. And that may he help us and teach us and that the Lord always be with all of us. May God be with you. And so let us sing hymn 201, titled, For the Glad Day I Am Waiting. Now, in the hymn, it does say that I am waiting for the Lord to come back to earth to gather his people. And well, we do desire this. Now, whether we are dead or alive, we will be in the clouds to receive the Lord. So in this hymn, there are those two possibilities. We are alive and the Lord transforms us and we rise, or we have died. And from our tombs, we resurrect and we come out to meet up with the Lord in the clouds when he comes for his church. And so we do await for all of us to be there on that day. So, yo solo espero ese día cuando Cristo volverá. Yo solo espero ese día cuando Cristo volverá. Afán y todo trabajo para mí terminará. Cuando Cristo venga, a su reino me llevará. Cuando Cristo venga, a su reino me llevará. Ya no me importa que el mundo me desprecie por doquier. Ya no soy más de este mundo, soy del reino celestial. Yo solo espero ese día cuando me levantaré de la tumba fría 
con un cuerpo ya inmortal de la tumba fría con un cuerpo ya inmortal entonces allí triunfante y victorioso estaré a mi Señor Jesucristo cara a cara le veré allí no habrá más tristezas ni trabajos para mí con los redimidos al cordero alabaré con los redimidos al cordero alabaré glory to the lord all praises are for our god and he deserves the honor he deserves all praise he deserves everything our god and today my dear brothers and sisters and all of the people that are joining and tuning into this sermon my invitation is that you continue forward and take the time out for prayer take and set aside some time to read the Bible and praise God. If you have any doubts or questions concerning the Bible or the doctrine, you too can have these questions and you can ask them because you learn this way and I, we've given many teaching sermons and I realize some people have not really understood many have not understood what I I've tried to explain I try to really break it down for you as best as I can but nevertheless well not everyone has the capability of understanding and completely assimilating so if do not remain with your doubts but ask if you have your pastors in charge near you ask him write to them and ask them your questions if you have a believer close to you a brother or sister who have been in the church for quite some time and you can ask them a question well you can write to them and ask so that this way everyone may begin to work and serve god as teachers this is what we must do now today as there are many people many people who say they don't believe in the devil they don't think the devil exists there are people who say the devil doesn't exist well doesn't exist and so today we're going to be reading some verses in some chapters of the Bible where God shares with us just a bit. God shares a little bit concerning the creation of the devil. And so today we're going to be reading so that you may learn and know that the devil does exist. 
And you may learn that the devil did rebel against God. And when he rebelled, many angels, before rebelling, they were called angels. And many angels followed the devil, rebelled against God, and God too cast them out from his presence. After those angels turned into demons, no longer do you call them angels, but now demons or evil spirits. And so the devil with his demons, with his evil spirits, his followers, his angels, well, God cast them out. He cast them to earth. He cast them out of the heavenly place where they lived with God. So God cast them out from his presence, and some are imprisoned, spiritual prisons of darkness, even are awaiting the final judgment. And so we're going to be speaking a bit concerning the, the existence of the devil and also learning the way in which the devil manifests himself with people. How the devil possesses a person. How he enters a man or woman. The devil or the spirits, his followers, they enter the bodies of men and women and cause great harm. Because this person then becomes a victim of the devil and becomes a slave to the devil, a prisoner of the devil. And the person, man or woman, begins to do so many displeasing things, moved because the devil, the demon, is moving them to do that and teaching them to do this and that, meaning it rules them, dominates them. That is what the devil does, the demons, when they enter the body of a man or a woman. This is why we must constantly pray to the Lord and ask him to be with us, to protect us. So, not even the enemy or any evil spirit may come to enter our lives to govern or rule over us or destroy us. And along the way, with the behavior of this person, will it also destroys the people that are surrounding them. Like a person who is maybe demented, they say, well, he's schizophrenic, he's crazy, you need to take him to a mental institution. He must be taken there so that he may be restrained and given medications so that he may, and sedated so that he remains still. So people think, oh, well, this person has gone mad. Or also they use medical science. They use a lot of terms. They use a, a lot of terminology and, and call them names. Doctors say that they are illnesses and give it a name. They call it Alzheimer's or autism. They say that maybe this person is psychologically ill, they're, 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 they have depression. Well, in this moment, I'm, I'm forgetting many of the terms that doctors and the science has named these types of illnesses, these people who are possessed by evil spirits. And so schizophrenia, that's what people call it, but that is an evil spirit that comes into a person's body and this person is no longer nor normal, can't think on their own, but they are governed by the enemy. This person is sad, they suffer, their family suffer, their friends suffer, those who are nearby them. And so we have a mighty God and the Lord has taught us, he has given us spiritual gifts 
And the Lord tells us that we must pray for one another, praying for people, laying on hands, rebuking evil spirits, because witchcraft, sorcery, when they are practiced, they send evil spirits to enter a person's body, man or woman, to harm them, to sicken them, to make them unhappy, to do many things. That is the work of the devil, the work of the devil from the time that the Lord cast him out of his presence with his followers and he came to earth. And so the devil has taken all human beings, all of mankind, he has them enslaved. They have them as his servants. And this is very sad. Now we have escaped from this slavery of the devil and our Lord Jesus Christ has freed us and he has us here free and he's giving us peace and joy. But of course, we are preaching to many people to believe and to trust in God so that they may too escape the slavery of the enemy. And now we're going to open our Bibles in Ezekiel chapter 28, the book of the prophet Ezekiel chapter 28. Now here we're going to learn how or in what way the devil manifested himself in a king, in a prince. And God sent messages to this king, this ruler. He sent him, he sent him messages, especially through the, the, through the prophets, especially through Ezekiel. And when he sent messages to this king, now the message was not truly for this person, the king or the prince in his in his actual physicalness but he was speaking to the person who had possessed him the devil himself who had possessed the king now in 21 28 verse 1 now the word of the lord came to me again saying this is ezekiel saying son of man say to the prince of tyre now imagine there was a city called tyre they had a king they had their prince. The devil possessed him. He possessed the king or the prince attire. The devil possessed him. He entered in him and this prince began to act and behave very badly with his people, with the neighboring nations and even with the people of Israel. He went against the people of Israel to harm them and God saw that the devil was the one doing all of this work but God to the prophet he said speak to the prince and say to him thus says the Lord God because your heart is lifted up and you say I am a God I sit in the seat of gods in the midst of the seas yet you are a man and not a God so the Lord he sends this message with Ezekiel. He says, you said that you are God and that you want to sit in God's throne, but you are a man, a human being. Now this prince, he said these things. He said, I am seated at the throne of God because I am better than God because the devil moved him to speak these things and the Lord said to him, you are a human being through the prophet. He says, what you are speaking is a lie. He says, though you set your heart, verse two, though you set your heart as the heart of a God, behold, you are wiser than Daniel. He says to him, 
There is no secret. You're wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that can be hidden from you. Now, a human being, would they have the capability to say that they are wiser than Daniel or that at least there is no secret that can be hidden from them? What human being could know the secrets of others? No human being could know the secrets of other people. The only one or the only ones who know the secret of someone else is our God and the devil. So this is why he says, there is no secret that can be hidden from you. God was speaking to the devil himself. But the prophet Ezekiel was standing before the prince of Tyre, the ruler. Now in verse 4, it says, with your wisdom and your understanding, you have gained riches for yourself and gathered gold and silver into your treasuries so the devil he can also make a person wealthy rich because while he is in that person he gives them the astuteness the cunningness and ability to be able to store many treasures now in verse 5 by your great wisdom in trade you have increased your riches and your heart is lifted up because of your riches so everything that the devil is doing here with this Prince of Tyre, he says that he made him rich and he also, it caused him to lift his heart to try and equal himself to God. Now in verse 6, therefore thus says the Lord God, because you have set your heart as the heart of a God, behold, therefore I will bring strangers against you the most terrible of the nations and they shall draw their swords against the beauty of your wisdom and defile your splendor now here the lord was threatening him threatening the prince why because the prince had allowed that in his life in his heart the devil to enter and live with him live in him he allowed it the prince because of his greed, his arrogance, his pride, and his lack of love and fear of God, he allowed the devil to enter and possess his heart, to possess his thoughts and his own will. And this is why the Lord, when he sends the message, he sends it to the prince, to the human being, but he is actually speaking to the devil because the Lord saw that it was the devil who was inside of this man. And he speaks to the devil and he says that one day, any given day, the Lord was going to send the armies of other nations to come against that city of Tyre and destroy it. And all because of whose fault? Well, the devil who caused all of these things by possessing that prince. Now the Lord continues to speak to the devil and to speak to the prince. He says, they shall throw you down into the pit and you shall die the death of the slain in the midst of the seas. Will you still say before him who slays you, I am a God? So he is saying, when now they go to kill you, are you going to tell them I am a God? Do not take my life for I am a God and I am powerful. But it, as it turns out, the Lord says to him, you are a human being moved by the devil. The devil is the one that is speaking through your lips. The devil is destroying you. And he says, verse 9, he says, will you say I am a God? But you shall be a man and not a God in the hand of him who slays you. 
You shall die the death of the uncircumcised by the hand of aliens, for I have spoken, says the Lord God. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, this is Ezekiel. Now he says, Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, You were the seal of perfection. Here, the seal of perfection was not the king of Tyre, his human nature. It was the devil. The devil that was there dwelling in the heart of the king of Tyre. This is why the Lord says, you were, you were the seal of perfection. When and how? When he was with God, when the devil had not yet rebelled against God, but he was an angel, a cherub. And all of the rest of the angels were there honoring God, serving God. And this devil, the cherub, he too was with God. Now, he said, you were the seal of perfection. So he was better than all of the rest of the angels, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. This is what the Lord was saying to him, reminding him of what the devil had been before he rebelled against God, what he had been when God created him, when God had him with him in his presence. We are speaking here of the devil, but we are also saying that the devil, when he manifests himself, he enters the heart of a man or a woman to manifest himself because he alone in spirit does not manifest. He has to possess a being, a man or a woman. Now here he possessed the king of Tyre, and this is why the Lord speaks to the devil. Now the devil, now the Lord continues to speak to the devil in verse 13. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Now, as you can see here, if the Lord was speaking to king, the king of Tyre, to him as a human being, well, then this, the Lord would be contradicting himself because he is saying, you were in the Eden, you were in Eden, the garden of God. And how many thousands of years had passed that the garden of Eden, the garden of God, that physical garden where Adam and Eve were thousands of years back, it had disappeared. But here, the Lord tells the devil, you were in Eden, the garden of God. But this Eden was there with God before the creation of Adam and Eve. It was with God in heaven. And when God created Adam and Eve, he moved that heavenly Eden and placed it on earth so that Adam and Eve can live there for some time. So the Lord is telling the devil, he is saying to him, he was in that Eden, but the heavenly Eden, not where Adam and Eve were, but the heavenly Eden. He says, you were in Eden and every precious stone was your covering. So he was there before rebelling against God. And it says the sardius, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. So the Lord is saying that he was there in Eden in the garden of God. And he was adorned with all of the precious stones.
and it says with timbrels and pipes. So the timbrels and pipes were prepared on the day of his creation. Verse 14, the Lord tells the devil, verse 14, you were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. Now this holy mountain of God was that heavenly mountain. It, it had still not descended there to Jerusalem physically. This was in heaven with God, that holy mountain of God. He says, you were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. He says, in the midst of fiery stones, he walked back and forth. Verse 15. You were perfect in your ways. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. And so iniquity came to the devil. Greed. He wanted to be equal to God. He wanted to usurp God's place. And all of this happened there in the heavenly places. Now, the Lord was reminding him, of course, here in this moment, what he had been before, and that now he was on earth, and he had entered a man, the king of Tyre, to do much harm. And this is why the Lord was very angry. This is why the Lord threatened him. And he told the king of Tyre, as a human being, you are not capable of doing anything. As the devil, well, you won't be able to do anything either. I will not allow you or permit you to do what you want. So God, here in 15, when he tells the devil, you were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you, by the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God. So he's saying, I cast you out of the mountain of God. I cast you out of Eden, that heavenly Eden, not where Adam and Eve were, but the heavenly Eden. I cast you out as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. And in verse 17, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. And this the Lord did. He cast him to the ground. I laid, it says, I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. Now, this is true for all the kings. They did evil in the sight of the Lord, and they only followed the way of evil and sin, following the devil. And so the kings, they thought it was nice to please the devil because it seemed to them that it was very pleasure pleasure uh, or pleasing to live a sinful life that the devil was always offering them here on earth in that time and even today the devil is still here on earth and he is causing havoc among men and women in the different governments the presidents rulers the devil is in all of them 
moving them, inciting them, ruling over them and ordering them to do this and that, to think this and that. Now, how sad that is for the world, for mankind. They have their ruler, who is the devil, who rules them, guides them, shows them the path of evil and destruction. It's this. That's it, the world that we live in. And this is why we are fighting and fighting to preach the word of God, to preach this true God who is just, loving, and merciful. This God who does what is good and who moves us to do what is good, to be good, to be merciful. And we are preaching this mighty God. We are preaching our Lord Jesus Christ so that the world may turn away a bit from that perverse ruler, from that great wicked one. He is the wicked one with a capital W that the Lord mentions in the Bible. The wicked one who is after those who want to do what is good and he's after them to destroy them. And so this is what we live. Now, the Lord says that he cast him passed him to earth or to the ground now in 22 or sorry 17 18 you defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities now the lord even had him in a sanctuary full of precious stones and there was also singers among them angels who sang and played instruments so that he would feel happy all of this the lord gave to him and also the Lord took from him when he rebelled, when he wanted to equal himself to God. He says, you defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading. Therefore, I brought you fire from your mist. It devoured you, and I turned you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all who saw you. All who knew you among the peoples are astonished at you. You have become a horror. Now the brothers and sisters who are reading the Bible, pay great attention. Do not be distracted. No one be distracted in this moment with this sermon because I think sometimes you don't understand the, the sermons because you are distracted. And so please read verse 19 at home. It says, all who knew you among the peoples are astonished at you. It says, you have become a horror and you shall be no more forever. This is true. This is true because the devil will never repent. He is a horror. Now, to how many of you has the devil maybe scared you, has filled you with worry and anxiety, with maybe nightmares, with, with visions that the devil gives? These nightmares when people see evil spirits, they see people, they see beings, that are like monsters when you hear voices that tell you take your life because you're of no use you are unhappy you'll never have happiness take your life jump off this 20 20 foot, uh, foot building or jump into the sea and hang a rock around your neck and jump into the lake jump from this bridge and you will see that's what the devil says to him. This is the horror, the nightmares when the demons come to jeopardize people. People actually have gotten sick. Their, their hearts have been affected. And you see how the devil, the demons come to their lives, fill them with fright. People are frightened and afraid because they hear voices. They see images. They see monsters. So people become sick physically. They become sick. 
So he says, you have become a horror. Now, of course, there is a psalm. One of these days, we'll read that psalm. The Lord says, and those who follow me, those who follow my ways, he says, you will have no fear. He tells the believer, those who follow God, and you will have no fear of any night horror. It's because of this, the devil, the devil, he likes the darkness, the nighttime. He likes to frighten and scare people, scare children, to take their life, to take away their peace and joy, to destroy them, to make them mentally ill for many things. Because the demons, they want to possess them. They want to enter that person to harm them so that they can do all of the harm that they want to perform and carry out. So this is what the Lord said to him. You have become a horror. Now in Jude, now we are reading here that with the multitude of your iniquities, I cast you to the ground, he said. Now in Jude, it's further ahead before Revelation. Before Revelation is the book of Jude, which says, Jude has only one chapter. In verse 3 to 7, that's where I'll be reading 3 to 7 to go over the context. Now, in Jude, now Jude was an apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he is admonishing the believers, telling them that they should not let themselves be convinced by false doctrines and false teachers so that they do not destroy their spiritual life. So among other things, Jude tells the believers, he says in verse 3, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed who long ago were marked out for this condemnation ungodly men who turn the grace of our god into lewdness now i might say these are ungodly men and women who let themselves be possessed by demons and they turn the grace of god into lewdness and deny the only lord god and our lord jesus christ they deny him because the devil possessed them out of envy when they saw that the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ was being preached. The devil and these evil spirits who were those angels in the time of antiquity, they possess these people and they become false prophets, false teachers, teaching false doctrines. And they don't realize that they have been possessed by an evil spirit or the devil himself to destroy, to deceive, so that people do not seek the Lord, but rather they are then condemned because the devil wants his followers to be condemned, to go to hell and not enjoy eternal life. This is the devil's objective. Now, Apostle Jude continues to speak to people in verse 5. He says, but I want to remind you, Though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, he saved the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt through Moses. It says afterward, destroyed those who did not believe. Now this is true. The Lord 
to uh, free the people of Israel with Moses. And while they were living in the wilderness, the people sinned before God. They committed many false sins and caused the Lord to become angry. And the Lord said, they have tempted me ten times and they sin. And the Lord said he was going to destroy them. He says, you, those who have left Egypt, you will not enter the promised land because I will punish you and you will die here in the wilderness. And so God kept his word. He did not forgive them, but rather they died in the wilderness. And the only ones who entered the land of Canaan were the new generation, meaning the children who had left and had now grown up. They were the only ones who entered the land of Canaan. And so this says here that God punished them. Now, with greater reason, the apostle Jude, he says that he punished them and with even greater reason in this time after the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, well, with greater reason, the Lord will be punishing all those who are false and teach the wrong doctrine, those false teachers who are twisting the path of those who want to please God. Now, verse 6, the apostle says, And the angels, he did not forgive those rebellious angels, those who rebelled with the devil, and they rebelled against God before the foundation of the world. The Lord, he did not forgive them either. Verse 6, And the angels, who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he, meaning God, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Now, the judgment of the great day, Revelation says that the Lord is going to send the devil with his angels to the lake of fire. So in verse 6, God did not forgive those of the time of antiquity, nor did he forgive these angels who preferred to follow the devil and the Lord has them punished. Some he sent to earth with the devil and others are in prisons. And it says that they're awaiting for that judgment of the great day. Now, verse seven, as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality, now, let us remember what happened with Sodom and Gomorrah. Two cities where the people devoted themselves to sin, all evil, idolatry, and they devo devoted themselves to all disorder and vices, and they went against nature, men with men, women with women, men with animals, and with other things that were inanimate, stones, trees, with all of that, they left their natural or their nature, they strayed, committing all sorts of impurity and sins. All of that was committed in practice in Sodom and Gomorrah. This is why the Lord destroyed those cities. And this is where Abraham's nephew lived. He saved Lot, and then he destroyed these cities. This is what Apostle Paul is speaking of in verse 7. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality, 
and gone after strange flesh are so they they were addicted to being with animals men with men women with women and idolizing other foreign gods committing for a fornication in the midst of those statues and gods committing adultery committing all sorts of sins these are the stray the those that sexual immorality and it says here that these cities when god destroyed them he set them as an example to the rest of the cities so that they could realize in the punishment that god had given so that everyone would realize and wake up but no one did and it says here set forth as, as an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire so this is all the work of the devil the devil entered all of the inhabitants of sodom and gomorrah he entered in men and women and they did or they committed great sins they sinned before god and they also sinned against human beings against their equals by committing all this sorts of evil and god did not forgive them now jude is here saying that if god had no mercy and did not forgive the devil and his angels he did not forgive sodom and gomorrah and he is saying here that this message is directed to the false teachers to those who are false and who teach false and twisted doctrines now of course yes they're teaching this twisted wrong doctrine because they are possessed by the devil now we are here observing how or the creation and the existence of the devil and we are also seeing everything that the devil does with mankind to destroy it and so that our lord punished people because as you can see the lord did punish all of these people who were victims of the devil they were slaves of the devil and today the same occurs today the devil is with his demons here on earth here in this planet earth and they are in many people dwelling in the hearts of many women and children and others are around trying to find someone to come into this is what the devil does this is his work the devil does exist and so all of the sicknesses witchcraft sorcery divination superstitions omens worshiping the dead worshiping demons all of this the devil has been the one in charge of teaching men and women this and he teaches the different nations teaches the cities and countries he teaches them all of these customs and things so that all of them are destroyed and all of them are then go to perdition and so that no one praises god no one glorifies god so the devil he is our enemy because god has rescued us from that evil path and now the devil persecutes us he's full of wrath and anger he's furious against us and he is trying to causes great harm but the only thing is that he can't come to my life he can't come to my heart because we are with god but he does try to harm us here and there with other people he sends someone that maybe slanders us he sends someone to maybe uh, throw insults at us and to tell us that we are liars that we are stealing that we are doing this and that and so the devil accuses us and the devil harms us and maybe perhaps he even sends sickness or accidents or poverty or a shortage of food 
or maybe causing someone to persecute you and kidnap you. So all of these things, the devil uses all of these things to try and harm the children of God. But his followers, the followers of the devil, he has them slaves and prisoners with their chains and ties with sicknesses and their minds, their minds are debased, darkened. They do not reason. They do not coordinate their ideas because this is the work of the devil and the work of his evil spirits. So we are seeing this. We're going over this so that we know what to do. How do we resolve this? We continue forward seeking God, believing in the Lord, crying out to our Lord Jesus Christ, asking him to protect us and help us and teach us and that we do God's will. We please the Lord so that in this way we are able to overcome all of the traps of the devil, all of the persecutions of the devil against us. And also we are fighting. We're fighting to pray for all of the people who have not yet known the path of our Lord and they are slaves and they are suffering the consequences of the devil and the demons. And so we are here as well asking the Lord Give me the spiritual gifts, Lord, because we need to pray for people. We need to lay on hands. We need to pray and rebuke the devil. We need to rebuke evil spirits so that people are happy, so that people have peace and they're, they're tra they have tranquility and they're free from the claws of the enemy. And this is the work, brothers and sisters. This is the work that we have here. This is the fight that we have against this enemy. And our Lord Jesus Christ in the Bible, he calls him the wicked one the wicked one. Now we're going to take a look at Revelation 12 says one to nine. Revelation 12, one to nine, which says, now this is concerning the work of the devil. Now the devil here, how he manifested himself in the church of God before the church or the foundation of the world now in the heavenly place where the Lord has his throne, the church of God was already there. It was with him. The church was with him before the foundation of the world. The, uh, the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary also happened before the foundation of the, wor of the world. The Lord had already made everything heavenly, spiritual. And then later he sent him to earth so that everything could happen physically. So this chapter 12 speaks of a woman who is the church and of a dragon who is the devil. Now, all of this happened in heaven. Now, John saw this vision. Now, it says, now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun with the moon under her feet. Now, this is the church. And on her head, a garland of 12 stars, the 12 apostles, the 12 tribes of Israel, well, the 12 tribes came first and then the 12 apostles. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. So she was going to give birth to her son. Now this all happened in heaven. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon being the devil, having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his heads. So it's as if these were kings or empires, uh, governments. He says his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. So that is all of the power of the devil. And the dragon, who is the devil, stood before the woman who was ready to give birth. The woman again is the church to devour her child, who is Jesus Christ, as soon as it was born. She bore a male child 
who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and his throne, because this is Jesus Christ. Verse 6, Then the woman fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared by God, that they should feed her there 1,260 1, days. Now, this is symbolic here. It's a parable. And war broke out in heaven. Michael, who is an archangel of God, it says Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. They fought against the dragon, who was the devil. And the dragon, being the devil, and his angels, his followers, meaning the demons, they also fought. They were fighting against Michael and his angels. So there was this great war. Michael and his angels were fighting against the devil and his angels, which are now demons. They were fighting to defeat defeat him. And it says, but they did not prevail in verse 8, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So God cast them out from his presence. For after this war happened, and after he wanted to take the life of this child, the child of the church, it says that the Lord cast them out from his presence. It says that they did not prevail and the place was not found for them in heaven. So the great dragon was cast out. The devil was cast out. That serpent of old, that serpent who spoke to Adam, that serpent of old who was in that physical place of Eden and he spoke to Eve. And again, it says called the devil and Satan. So I'll read verse 9 again. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old who spoke with Adam and Eve, and he's called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. How sad this is. It says he was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So his angels, they were cast out with him. Those that we read about in Jude, that the angels left behind their domain, their, their dignity, and the Lord cast them out with the devil. They were cast out with the devil to earth. And here they are causing harm and havoc. Here they cause many people to suffer. The devil, this dragon with his spirits, is making us all suffer. Only that the suffering that we have is it's fleeting because we trust in the Lord. We, we trust in him. He gives us joy and peace and we triumph. But the people who do not have God, they are suffering every day of their life because they are slaves to the devil, servants of the devil. The devil is there in the world. And he is with all his demons as well. And we have to fight. We have to fight. And we are fighting against these spiritual hosts that are in the air, fighting against the enemy. Because the devil has made up all sorts of sins so that people are constantly sinning and sinning. And the devil wants to make us also fall into the trap so that we offend God, so that we disobey the Lord, so that we do not pray or praise him or read the Bible. So the devil does many things to make us also fall. This is our fight, our prayer to God, and our, our this is what we're striving for. And we have to fight for the Lord to be with us and to free us so that we can defeat the enemy. And so James, in James 4, verse 7, let us go to James 4. It's a bit behind. It is after Hebrews. That's where you'll find James. Chapter 4, verse 7, the apostle 
James, he tells the believers in Jesus Christ, he says, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And so, how do we resist the devil? We must resist the devil by not letting ourselves be moved by our flesh and our sinning tendency. Because the devil comes to tempt our flesh and to place many things before us so that we fall into the trap, into the temptation. And so, for a man, there is a brother who is in the church seeking the Lord, reading the Bible, praying to God, seeking the spiritual gifts, and surely God gives him the spiritual gifts. And he has his weaknesses in his flesh. He likes to observe women. He likes adultery, fornication. He it falls in love easily, and the devil knows this weakness. So the brother, he's in the process of change, asking God, take away these weaknesses, these sinful weaknesses in me. Lord, look at my weakness of this and that, and I want you to help me because I want to please you. Now the devil, as he knows his weakness, places all of the temptations, everything he likes. Well, that's exactly what he puts before him. He puts before him, okay, well, he falls in love easily. He loves women. He loves looking at them. Well, I'm going to place all these women just as he likes to see them. I'll present them to him so that he falls into the trap, so that his spiritual life is destroyed, so that he does not attain eternal life, so that God does not bless him. And so he returns back to the world, goes back to sin, and this is what I want. That's what the devil says. Those are the traps, the temptations that the devil places. He places those traps and snares. Now, even with our Lord Jesus Christ, the devil placed temptation. Our Lord Jesus Christ, he was fasting in the wilderness. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And as he was hungry, the devil knew the weakness of hunger. He said, well, he is hungry. And as he is so hungry, I'm going to present temptation. I'm going to present the trap. And he tells him, if you are the son of God, well, then tell these stones to turn into bread so that you can eat. And the Lord said to him, away from me, Satan, you will not tempt the Lord your God. Away. Get away from me. This is what the Lord did. He rejected him. Just as James is saying, you must resist the devil and say no to the devil. Because the devil knows the weaknesses of the flesh. Each weakness a man or woman has. And there he comes to try and tempt and try and cause harm. And so... It is up to us. It is our decision. It is my free will in me obeying that temptation or that test that the devil is placing. It is up to me to say yes or no. So since I want to please God, well then I say, away from me, Satan. Get away from me. Do not come here to me and tempt me because I will not fall into your game. I will not fall in your game. I know the doctrine. I know the word of God. I know what God has spoken to me. I know I need to please the Lord and God will help me. Get away from me. Away from here. And so this is that. That's it. Resist the devil. This is what the apostle James was saying. Our Lord Jesus Christ resisted the devil. He says, away from me. You will not tempt the Lord your God. You will praise him. And so we must rebuke the enemy. You see the work of the devil. He does exist. The demons exist. We must rebuke the enemy. We must rebuke because as flesh, 
There are many weaknesses in our flesh because, well, our flesh loves different pleasures of life. But there are certain pleasures that are sinful that destroy the spiritual life and steal eternal life. There are other pleasures in life that don't. For example, like eating. How good it is to eat and to sleep. Those are good pleasures in life. That's not a sin. That does not lead you to hell. That does not steal our eternal life. There are things that you can do, but there are others that you cannot. Be very careful. Beware of the pleasures of adultery, of fornication, and uh, drunkenness, uh, resentment, and envy. Be very careful with all of that. Stealing, taking away things from other people. Be very careful because this is what the devil is doing here on this planet Earth. And as we read the devil, well, the Lord cast him out and he is here on Earth. He's wrecking havoc and harming people. And we, the children of God, the believers in the Lord, need to be here every day, battling, fighting, fighting against the enemy, because the Apostle Paul said so. He said, brothers, our fight is not against human beings of flesh and blood. Our fight, our struggle is with the hosts of the air, those that are in darkness. And that is the devil and all his demons that possess people. And so the devil goes and he possesses a govern, uh, a ruler, uh, a mayor, maybe the chief of the police. He possesses him. And this chief of the police then comes and harms me because the devil has possessed him. And then he has hurt me. And so this is what the devil does. Now, what do we do in those moments when we find ourselves in danger? Well, we say, well, the devil has possessed this man or woman to come against me. They want to harm me. They want to hurt me. And so what should I do? Pray to God and say, Lord, look at what these people are doing. Possessed by the devil. The devil is persecuting me. Lord, please protect me. Do not allow this to happen. Now, if the devil came through witchcraft or sorcery, well, then I rebuke. I say, Lord, rebuke all evil spirit of witchcraft or sorcery away from my body because I am sick and I am sick because of witchcraft sorcery that was cast and so rebuke these evil spirits and so you can pray in this way you pray according to however the devil is persecuting you and the harm that he is uh, throwing at you you need to learn how to pray because if the devil does enter other people well then people come against me they insult me they say obscene words without knowing why. They're angry with me. They feel hatred and envy against me without knowing why. And so the devil has possessed them and they're coming against me. I need to pray to God and ask him to calm this person down, to protect me from this person. And so then the Lord acts. He does protect us. And so the devil... He works in thousands of different ways. There are thousands of ways and forms in which the devil works in this world with people. To some he possesses, others he persecutes, others he takes their life, others he causes them to suffer, others he makes them go crazy, etc., etc. The devil works in thousands of different ways to come and destroy mankind so that people, no one seeks the Lord. And those who know God, well, we are his enemies. And that is what we will be every day of our life. We will be an enemy to him because the devil becomes our enemy because of the way of our Lord. But what I have seen is the triumph. I have seen great triumph in my life when the devil has come against me to harm me. 
in the many different ways he has tried to harm me, God has given me victory. God has helped me. So I feel happy and joyful because of that, because God helps me and God is pow more powerful than the devil. So it is better to follow the path of the Lord. Now we'll read a little bit here in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter two, Hebrews chapter two, we'll read a little in verse. Well, we'll read starting in verse 11. To 18, quickly, we'll read from 11 to 18. Now this year, the apostle, the apostle here speaks of Jesus Christ, of the work Jesus Christ did and his evangelizing work. And he says, for both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified, meaning God, God sanctifies, and those who are being sanctified are the believers in Christ. It says, are all of one. They are all of one, which is God, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Now, our Lord Jesus Christ, he is not ashamed to call us brethren. Saying in verse 12, I will declare your name to my brethren, meaning our Lord Jesus Christ. He would be in our lives. So you see how beautiful it is to have God in our heart, in our being, and to not have the devil. The great difference there is. He says, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you. So our Lord Jesus Christ, he was going to possess us. He was going to dwell in us, in our heart. He possesses us all. And when he possesses us, we praise God, we glorify the Lord. And so the Lord says, in the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you because I will possess them all. I will live with them. I will be in their heart because this is the promise that the Lord is going to live in the hearts of those who convert to God. And this is how you praise the Lord. Now in verse 13, and again, I will put my trust in him and again, here am I. These are the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, which says here, or I will put my trust in him. And here am I and the children whom God has given me. Those children are the believers, those who follow the pure gospel of the Lord. Those are the children of our Lord Jesus Christ. And well, how beautiful it is and what a difference it is to be possessed by the devil or to be possessed by God. We are possessed by God in the gospel of our Lord. All he or she who follows him with a sincere heart and keeps the commandments of the Lord, it, said, it is said that the Lord possesses them and he enters to live in their heart and their being. Glory to God. Now, verse 14, inasmuch then as the children, the children of God, have partaken of flesh and blood so the children of god have partaken meaning they are human beings of flesh and blood now he himself jesus christ likewise shared in the same now he became a human being why that through death he might destroy through the cross of calvary he might destroy him meaning the devil who had the power of death that is the devil. So these people, it says here, and to release them, to release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Now the Lord through the cross of Calvary has made us free. Now the Lord lives with us. Verse 16, for indeed, he does not give aid to angels. So 
God did not give aid to angels, but he gives aid to the seed of Abraham. So our Lord preferred to give aid and to bless human beings, the descendants of Abraham, because Abraham believed God by faith. And all those who are of faith are those who are headed to eternal life, the believers in Christ. Verse 17, therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren. So our Lord Jesus Christ, he lived as a human being so that he could be like us that he might be merciful and faithful. He might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted. He was tempted by the devil. And it says he is able to aid those who are tempted. So all of us who are tempted by the devil, he is able to aid us. Because as I said to you in the beginning, and you have been able to understand the devil exists. He is in all the world. The Lord cast him and his demons out to the earth, and he is ruling all of mankind, we can say. He rules them, dominates them. He is their Lord. He has possessed them. And we, we are a small group that are walking in the path of God, seeking the Lord. Well, the devil comes against us to try and harm us as well so, so that there is no follower for our God so that everyone be for him this is our daily fight our daily struggle this is what we are fighting every single day and we when just quickly going over here we spoke of the work of the devil and his work and his function the function he has here on earth and what he has done from the beginning, he caused Adam and Eve to sin. He caused all of those generations that were destroyed in the great flood. Then he caused Sodom and Gomorrah to sin and the Lord destroyed them. He caused the people of Israel to sin and the Lord also punished the people of Israel and took away their dignity and the title of being that holy nation of God. Now there continuously the devil this is his work. He causes many to sin and turn away from God. And thanks be to our Lord Jesus Christ, for he came to die on the cross of Calvary. He made himself a human being to be able to rescue, to rescue some people from the claws of this dragon, this devil, this enemy. And so we today, we give the Lord thanks because the Lord here is blessing us. He has rescued us and he is helping us and he is leading us down this path that leads to eternal life. And all of you as well, those listening to the word of God, be steadfast, believe in the Lord, be courageous and continue forward. Do not turn back. Do not be discouraged. Read the Bible, learn to pray and seek the Lord so that the Lord be with you so that the Lord may live in your hearts, in your life, and not the devil that comes and possesses you. And so we continue on in this fight. We must continue forward and we will continue here. We are here to serve you. I am here to serve you while I am living. And so the Lord, he is the one who will give us the payment of all of the work of the little or the great things that we do for him, but we do everything with our heart. And so may my God bless you greatly. We're going to now pray to our God. Oh, blessed Heavenly Father, oh Lord, I pray to you, Holy Father, 
that you in this moment, may you listen to our prayer, may you listen to our pleas, our petitions, our desires of our heart, that you, Lord, be listening to everything that we're going to express to you. And look at the thousands of people, thousands of men and women and children who also pray and they ask for many things. There are many children who also cry out to you. They have needs. They have a lot of things in their life that they want as children. And they ask that from you and you, Lord, will give it to them. You will bless them. You will be granting the desires so that they may enjoy all of your blessings from your mighty hand. And also, Lord, many people are praying and asking you for healings, deliverance. There are many people that are bound by the devil. And you see the devil is binding many people with witchcraft, sorcery. And the devil is destroying. And he is making a lot of people depressed, placing many traps in the lives of many men and women to try and destroy them. And Lord, I pray that you listen to the prayer and lamentations of these people, that you may listen to them, that you may look upon them with eyes of mercy, because your mercy, Lord, is forever and that you deliver them, that you may cleanse them, heal them, that you may break the ties, break the chains, that you may destroy the work of the enemy, that you destroy all the traps of the enemy, all of the curses of the devil, that you destroy all evil, Lord, that you heal each person, deliver them, free them, take away all pain and illness, and may you extend your mighty hand, working miracles and signs in each life and each heart, taking away all sorts of illnesses and diseases that are psychological and also physical. Lord, extend your hand and may you listen to the prayer, the cry of your people and may you help us continue forward. Give us new strength, Lord. Help us, Holy Father, to seek you, to honor you with all of our heart, with all of our being, with all of our soul. Oh, Holy Father, we praise you. We give you the honor. We give you the glory. We give you all praise. Blessed is your name forevermore. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you give us to be here speaking of your word and reflecting on your word. Lord, thank you as well for the people, the people who have set their hearts to these sermons because they desire, they long to know you. They long to do your will. Thank you, Lord. All praises, all glory is for you. Glory to your name in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to the Lord. Let us sing to the Lord chorus number 116. Chorus 116 titled, We Need His Mighty Power. Poder de Dios, poder necesitamos para vencer las huestes del maligno. Dará Jehová a su pueblo poder y así sana doctrina extender. Poder de Dios, poder necesitamos para vencer las huestes del maligno. Dará Jehová a su pueblo poder y así sana doctrina extender poder de Dios poder necesitamos para vencer las huestes del maligno dará Jehová a su pueblo poder 
y así sana doctrina extender. May my Lord bless you all greatly. I love you with all of my heart, and I pray to God that he bless you, that he listen to you, that he may extend his merciful hand upon you all. And many thanks, hugs from my behalf, and many kisses to you all, especially for the children. God bless you. Thank you.